0: Welcome to Parenting Without Getting Up, the podcast with three dads talking about fatherhood, life, and pop culture. My name is Will. I'm Rob. I'm Josh. Welcome everyone to episode nine of Parenting Without Getting Up. We're glad you've joined us. Thank you. All right, did uh, we're in the thick of Fourth of July weekend. Did you, for our our American audiences, and uh, did you guys hear all the fireworks last night? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it it seems like it gets louder every year.
1: I feel like it's kind of a little ridiculous. Yeah. Maybe we're all, well, I mean, let me speak for myself. Maybe I'm getting old, and uh, I'm like, what are these kids doing lighting these fireworks all night?
0: Well, you've got dogs, so that probably isn't very good for them, is it,
1: Josh? No.
0: Yeah. So, and Josh, you were you said you were going to the
1: coast. Did you go to the coast? Yes. Yeah. Spend yeah. time with family. Family did some water training with the dogs. You know they're trained in water rescue, so they were training to swim out and that's drag a Drag uh, rowboats back in by uh, by boat by a rope. Pretty fun stuff. Oh my gosh, that that's, is totally impressive.
0: That's really cool. Yeah, we did uh, we did fireworks, and then we're gonna. We could also see him going off from our house to some of the big ones. And we're going to watch a backyard movie tonight. I think we might do Toy Story in the backyard. So anyway, it should be, uh, we still got some more of the weekend left. And uh, I think it'll be fun. Nice long weekend, four-day weekend for me. So
2: anyway, uh, Rob, how was your week? I got to help my son celebrate his independence by moving out into his first apartment.
0: Oh, this is your oldest, right? My
2: oldest son with his fiance and their roommate. Yeah. And we got to meet the fiance's father. Yeah. It was a great experience, a lot of fun, and just a pretty special proud moment to be able to help my son take that big step.
0: Should we be playing the theme song to Three's Company right here?
2: That's a little outdatedly weird, but sure, (laughs) why not? Okay. Yeah. Have you
1: guys seen the movie Failure to Launch? Yeah. So that's good. Are you going to have your room? <laughs> Remember in Failure to Launch? Do I get to have your ro- Oh. The room, you know, his son moves
2: out, he has the naked room. I forget that scene, but...
0: he's Is that where the dad
1: gets The dad has his own room finally after... Oh, the dad you know? gets oh, his yeah. own room. He gets yeah. his own
2: room where he gets that, to... That was well, Matt. actually, it, it, so being that we're a divorced family and we have two separate households, so my son took a picture of his empty room at his mom's house where he had been kind of staying and long story but uh so then it prompted a discussion for the remaining two siblings of who would get the bigger rooms at each house and my youngest son had claimed both the biggest rooms and then my daughter pointed out that that's really not fair you know at dad's i live there all the time so i should get the big room at dad's and and so the youngest son, he quickly realized, oh, yeah, that's not too fair. And so they worked it out very easily. So Of
0: course, your daughter takes up a lot less space than your son does, though. So <laughs> maybe, maybe just by logistics, he should have gotten it. <laughs>
2: but, they should arm wrestle for it. You know something? No, nah, that would be too embarrassing. But I was challenged in arm wrestling recently. Yes. But I uh, declined for a later date.
1: I'll tell you a story. My sister beat me in arm wrestling in middle school. No joke. It was the most embarrassing moment of my life. Sixth grade. Wow. She beat me arm wrestling, so I paid her $5, let me beat her the next day.
0: (laughs) She took the five bucks. There's no way my sister would have beat me, but I don't know. She was about two years old when I was in middle school, so So that was probably good. Josh, how about you? What did you do this week?
1: Oh, You know, other than just with the dogs doing the water training, hit a nice chunk of metal on the freeway uh, Uh, today. on your car? smashed my car up pretty good oh, oh scary man. yeah no it was like out of nowhere just were driving. you okay oh yeah what? it just scared me more than anything yeah and then uh yeah i was just driving and the car in front of me swerved out of the way and i tried swerving and clipped it on the front right instead of plowing into the whole thing yeah. It was like a big chunk of like mangled up rebar oh man really strange okay but you know there's all that road construction going on so right
0: yeah that could be
1: yeah what about you will
0: Uh, I didn't do a whole lot this week, just worked and we worked some more on my backyard project and putting in a patio and that the patio is going to turn into a, uh, going to lead to a water fountain or waterfall and a pond and all that. So, uh, like I said, I think last week, I don't know how I get myself into these, but anyway, so that's what we, we had going this week and that was about it. Um, we did do, we went to a, uh, um garden railroad that's down kind of in the valley a ways and it uh you ride on top of these trains you they look like real trains or models but they're about 18 inches higher so when you sit on top of them uh and you you like right on top of a coal car or a or a, a flatbed and it's actually really fun and the and the grounds are super super pretty there there's trees and and waterfalls and uh, fountains and and little streams and ponds, it's really beautiful. And each ride is like maybe a four or five minute ride, and so we're there long enough. You can usually get on two or three rides, and it's really fun. And I actually went there. My dad took us there when I was a kid, so it's kind of neat to take my kids back and ride on this little garden railroad out in the middle of nowhere. It's pretty cool. So that was kind of our big adventure for the week.
1: I think that's kind of a good segue into, I think, the theme that we should consider for this podcast, which is what you got to do as a child that your kids aren't going to get to experience. It sounds like that was one you both got to experience. That's one, but. yeah.
0: Yeah. It's it's uh, It was kind of a cool carry-on tradition, but you're right. There's a lot of things. I was thinking about this earlier this week. Uh, things like um, going to a video store, like going to Blockbuster Video and renting a, a VHS video and... And fighting over like who's going to get to pick, or or having to agree upon a movie, and things like that. And then also uh, not having access to the internet whenever you want to look something up, you have to like go to an Encyclopedia at, at the library or you know things like that. And there's a lot of things that our kids will never experience that we experienced as kids. And uh, I was thinking about that this week. I was wondering if you guys had any thoughts on. On, on that kind of thing, any ideas for, what are some things that you experience that your kids won't really get an opportunity to experience just because of things have changed?
2: Picking berries on summer vacation, we did that a lot. And my son recently applied for a job painting and he's only 17 and he got hired, but then they realized that to work on the ladders and even on the ground for insurance purposes, he really can't work there until he's eighteen. So a summer job for him to be outside, it was really disheartening to know that, you know, we got to go out and pick berries and he he can't even pick up a paintbrush. So Right. That was frustrating. So he's applying to pizza shops and things like that.
0: Yeah, that's good. How old is he? Seventeen. He's seventeen? So yeah, he should be able to he I, I know that you worked at a pizza house when you were a teenager, maybe he should just carry on that tradition and and well, if he
2: does, then it would be three of us in the family. All the guys, boys in the family. Oh,
0: yeah, because your brother did too, right?
2: Well, I mean, and and my family, had, so Adam did. Oh, know, and My a- oldest oh. son. Yeah. So uh the three of us would have you know, me and my two sons would have worked in a pizza place at some point. Do you uh know how to throw the dough and all that good stuff? I was a delivery driver. So, and I helped did help make some pizzas a couple times, but I did the delivery side and Adam did the dough rolling and making the dough but he so doesn't. adam does he know how to do the twirling and all that good things? No, i don't think he ever really got to twirl it that wasn't part of their their deal but yeah
0: i worked at a pizza. well my brother and i both worked at a pizza house and and i don't think that's really you have to go to like a proper italian restaurant i think to see that kind of thing you everybody guys are breaking,
1: you guys are breaking my heart right
0: now. yeah i'm sorry it's, it's disillusioned <laughs> but yeah i worked at a pizza house where i want to say three or four years i worked there even after i was out of high school and yeah, I did all the opening prep work and then rolled the dough and and uh, we sauced and cheesed the pizzas and it was uh, it was a lot of fun, not really, <laughs> but it was uh, it was it was a good steady job and I didn't get a lot of experience from it, but yeah, I think so you're what well, you were saying about yeah, the picking berries, we do that in the summer too. That was how we earned money. We'd always pick mm-hmm. these yeah, well, these berries uh, and cucumbers and
2: and so it's that that hard outdoor work that you know we were used to doing, and then we'd ride our bikes to the river for the whole afternoon and go swimming and stuff. And we, of course, we were teenagers then and didn't need our parents around to do that part. And I suppose you know kids could do that too, to an extent now. But yeah, um, have to be a little be more a little careful. Bit, yeah, I'd be a little more clear about it, of course, today than than what we got to experience.
0: Yeah, I know that when we would in the summertime, we would kind of take off. And be gone most of the day. We lived sort of out in the country, but lived in a kind of a tight little neighborhood like right around us. But then we have open fields. We're surrounded by open fields. And we would go out and play in the fields and and uh, ride our bikes. And, uh, and yeah, we'd be gone basically from sunup to sundown during the summertime. I, did, I also remember my mom would get together with some of the other moms in the, in the neighborhood there. And we'd go down to a lake and all go swimming take the take all the kids down and that was a lot of fun and that lake doesn't even exist anymore they drained it a few years back and so i went out there a couple years ago to see it and the and the lake is completely dry it was just it was a man-made lake to begin with but uh yeah things like that i don't know josh were there any things that you remember as a as doing as a kid that you think your kids probably won't have an opportunity to do
1: yeah actually i do uh I remember I was 13 years old, driving around in cj 5 Jeep, without a driver's oh, yeah. license. Like, drive from my grandpa's house all the way into town to like a 7-Eleven to buy some. At when you were 13? 13, when I was 13. Sweet. Yeah. Did you have anybody with you? Or No. No? I mean, looking back, it was totally reckless. Yeah. But
2: <laughs> I thought I was the coolest guy could,
0: on the planet. Could you see over the steering wheel? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Luckily, cute. I was tall enough. Yeah. Well, I brought this up to my kids. You know, something as far as... I mean, I got to do, and they've also got to experience learning how to drive. But when I look to the future, I mean, you know, one of my things, my oldest son, Adam, who's 20 now, you know, one of the things he always looked forward to was, from since being a little kid, was a flying car. You know, when are they going to have flying cars? Well, they have them in my lifetime. And looking at technology advances and so forth, you wonder, like, Will my kids have the same experience of being able to teach their kids how to drive an automobile?
0: Yeah. As I've thought about that have, too.
2: Have, as I have been able to teach them. Right. And will that be a a mis- you know, a, an experience they won't have or of course that might be be, be more excited to teach our kids how to fly a spaceship than, you know, <laughs> yeah. an automobile. Um or to fly to the next galaxy or something. Who knows by then, you know. Yeah. When, 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 I it, hear the Jetsons car coming by. That's I, that's what yeah. I think of, yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, one thing that I am going to
1: be able to experience with my nieces and nephews actually next weekend, what they have is a drive-in. A drive-in, yeah, yeah. I'm taking yeah. them to a drive-in, and I think that's going to be something that our grandkids aren't going to get to experience. I mean, yeah, there's only a couple I think per state left. Kids, maybe, yeah. I know, we my 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 parents and I was really
0: young, I think up until I was in about the first or second grade, they owned and operated movie theaters and drive-ins. So my dad worked for this guy and and he managed a bunch of them. And and for a while, we were even living above a movie theater in a little apartment there because they were driving back and forth from our house to the town where the movie theater was, where he was managing. It was about, I was like like an hour drive each way. And so they said, why don't you just move into this, into this apartment above the theater. And so, but we... Yeah, and so we—I grew up in the drive-ins, and I, I still remember the smell of the pizza sauce and that we used, and then the popcorn. The, that combination of smells smells was very specific, and I still remember that. So, but yeah, you're right. I think there's only one drive-in left in, in the state of Oregon right now, in Newburgh. Um There used to be one in Dallas, uh, and when I went to school in Monmouth, we. At Western Oregon University, we used to go over there at least every two or three weekends and see a movie. How long ago did
1: Dallas close? The one in uh, was
0: probably three or four years ago. I'm gonna say ago, even five. I was
1: gonna say four that, or five probably, years ago. Yeah. I went there with the wife, and uh, it was actually strangely enough my wife's first driving experience. Oh, really? Yeah, but my dad, when I was a kid, we would drive to the in, We would actually kind of the thing my dad liked to do was stop and get a bucket of KFC. Oh yeah, take, it, in, yeah. take yeah. it to the, take it to the movie theater. I remember thinking like, at the time, it seemed like there was hundred pieces of chicken. There was probably only fifteen, but when I was a kid, it was like basically bottomless chicken.
0: Yeah, for me, I always liked the ritual of going to the snack shack and buying a he pizza and well, we buying still did popcorn. All that too. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, okay. we
1: did that. We went hard.
0: Yeah, we, it, yeah, it's my dad. I remember him always talking about uh, because he ran projectors and drive. I mean, he basically, from the time he was out of high school, um, he was working in movie theaters up until the time I was in first or second grade. In fact, he and my mom met at a movie theater. Well, I guess the story goes, he was managing a theater and then it had been introduced to her by, by somebody they both knew. And a few days later he called her up and asked her if she wanted to work at the theater because he needed somebody to work the concession counter, and now looking back, I kind of wonder if maybe he only asked her if she wanted to work there because he wanted to put the moves on her, and figured if she was working all the time, then he would have a chance to get to know her. And I mean, maybe a little creepy by today's standards, but I think it's kind of cute. But anyway, yeah. So they spent the early, they spent like the next eight or nine years working in theaters and drive-ins and and running them. So. He always talked about the drive-in. He liked the drive-in atmosphere because he said it felt like a party. Because you're there for like a good hour or so, 90 minutes maybe even before the thing even starts. Because you have to get there early to get a good spot. And then you have to wait for the sun to go down to where they can start the start the feature and and so you see people out there i would always had swing sets and playground equipment so you'd see kids out there playing you see people throwing footballs or frisbees around and it was it was kind of like a party atmosphere and uh yeah that that's a that's a good one that's not one i wasn't really thinking about but you're right that's no that's going to be
1: gone forever before too long well that's why i want to take my niece there i was talking to my niece and nephew about Throwing a bunch of pillows in the back of the truck, back in your yep. pickup truck, into the drive-in, and then you get to yeah. watch two movies, you know, depending on the movie theater that you go to. Right. Yeah. And they usually have the a double feature. This double feature. And it's double feature. And when I was a kid, I remember uh, the last drive-in I went to with my dad, actually, I actually remember, it was Apollo 13.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: That'd be a
2: great drive-in movie.
1: I remember that. And I don't know when that movie came out, but obviously no, not that know. long ago.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, I'm glad they're doing movies in the park. Now though. Right. This and that up a lot has more. kind of replaced the drive in, yeah. hasn't it? And it's pretty special to see different cities doing that where you'll have a yeah, the movie in the park and throughout the summer.
0: Well and that's kind of like why I like to do the movies in the backyard, why I bought the projector, because it it does kind of have almost like the drive in feel. In fact, I honestly I've thought about driving our Jeep into the backyard and parking it just <laughs> so we can actually have a little drive in. Um, but I thought that would be kinda of fun. We haven't done that yet, but
1: well instead maybe we should just all spin out uh, to Newburgh one of these days soon in the Yeah, that'd be fun. The fam. That would be yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, that'd be cool. I know that Newburgh charges I think per person, whereas like Dallas used to drive per car, I think.
1: Right. So, I actually remember when I was a kid, my dad hiding me under a blanket yeah. in the back of the <laughs> car yeah, with my it, sister.
0: Yeah, in the old days, like in the fifties and the sixties, they charge <laughs> per person the and then yeah, you'd see people like Get it when they they pull in and you see people getting out of trunks because they were hiding. So.
1: I just remember thinking, why are we doing this? It's only three bucks, you know? Yeah, yeah that's true.
0: Yeah, with drive-ins, that's a good one. Um, well, another one I was had thought of was um, Saturday morning cartoons because I don't think – they don't really run cartoons anymore on Saturday morning, do they?
1: Not the car, not the same yeah. caliber, at least. Not Yeah, Giant I mean, you
0: can, you can get, like, Cartoon Network, I'm sure, but...
2: Well, there's all sorts of, yeah, networks that do cartoons and animated shows and so yeah. forth, so maybe not the same way we would remember cart...
0: But waiting we, all cart- week for Saturday morning cartoons, that's what I remember.
2: Oh, well, yeah, because we didn't have uh, other venues throughout the week to look yeah. at them. you had to wait yeah. for that Saturday morning, yeah.
0: So, you guys, Rob, you and I are at about the same age. What do you remember, what cartoons do you remember watching?
2: Well, they weren't always the cartoons, though, but like H.R. Puff and stuff. Was oh, right. Like, you know, it was a live one.
0: Yeah, and those were creepy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, and the, I, I the, it's not Land Before Time, but the one with the sleigh Stacks and the... the uh, Land of the Lost. Land of the Lost. Yeah,
0: those yeah. were both Sid and Marty Croft. Sid and Marty Croft. Um, and they also did, uh, oh, Sigmund the Sea Monster... And they, they did a bunch of them, and a lot of them used puppets and things like that. Yeah, but you mentioned the Land of the Lost, the sleep stacks, man. Those scared the crud out of me. Those were really freaky. But they just moved super slow, and I don't know why they were so scary. You just walk away from them. It's like a walk precursor away from of some
2: of the zombies that we've got today. Yeah, obviously. that's, you know, no, they that's probably They go slow, true. but...
0: Yeah, but yeah, I remember... Getting up, and uh, this is another memory I have with my dad, is getting up, and w- he'd get up, I'd get up early and watch a whole bunch of cartoons, and he'd kind of get up a little later, and he'd sit and he'd watch cartoons Of the beginning his two favorite cartoons were Bugs Bunny, and then also um, Scooby-Doo was his favorite.
2: That was my and, dad's favorite too, yeah. Yeah. Scooby-Doo. And it's neat, watch my kids you know, watch, enjoy Scooby-Doo. You know, And yeah. one of the best Scooby-Doo ones I have liked was a combination where it was Scooby-Doo and Batman. Team oh right yeah and they do
0: a uh or was it the batman or blue falcon no it was batman okay because i remember they did like a blue falcon and well, Mut.
2: that might have been one too but yeah definitely one of our we have it on dvd is oh yeah okay batman and and scooby-doo teamed up together for a mystery
0: yeah batman. i remember asking my dad like why do you watch cartoons or these are for kids and he said well who do you think makes them they're not made by kids they're made by adults and so i thought that was a really interesting point but yeah, Scooby-Doo, they use a lot of like, like guest stars, Don Knotts, the Harlem Globetrotters, mm-hmm. um, tons of guest stars on there. And I don't know, that was, I still have a
1: a soft spot for Scooby-Doo. Do you guys obviously remember, but it was the beginning of politically correctness, Hong Kong fooey. Oh, <laughs>
0: Well, I do remember Hong Kong. I I was joking; that was not politically correct. I I I remember
1: watching that cartoon when I was a kid. Hong Kong, Fooey, Foghorn, Leghorn. Um, oh, Spot the Cat wasn't it Spot the Cat? I was thinking of um, I can't believe it. You know, looking back, I didn't think anything of it. But Johnny Quest and you had Hodge, and you know, I kept thinking like about the time I didn't think anything. Now that I'm an adult, I'm like, how offensive! I don't think
0: I'd never watched Johnny Quest. Who was
1: Hodge? Hodge.
0: Was the guy with the turban? Oh, mm. oh,
1: gotcha. Okay. Yeah, what was it? Uh, Thundercats, and that was my childhood. Yeah. So I think it was right between your guys' cartoon mm-hmm. days and then these new era of cartoons. Yeah. Were out. Well, the
0: Hong Kong Fuli I saw that was Scatman Crothers that did the voice on that. And I still.
2: <laughs> that was Hong such Kong a great yeah.
0: He hit the gong and his car turned into like what? Like a a little airplane or. Yeah, that was a great he he jumped into a file to change from the mild mannered janitor that he was into a Hong Kong Foy. He'd jump into a, the top drawer of a filing cabinet and then the filing cabinet would shake and then the bottom drawer of the filing cabinet right. would spit him out. I remember
1: I, yeah. I remember the um wild wacky race or whatever, you know, the they, you know <laughs> The what? they you know, it was like a they're racing and you have the Mach five and you have Oh um yeah. Um, um drawn a blank. Something Wacky Race? Or... No, no, no. Speed Racer. Well, Speed Racer too, but there's also yeah. like a whole cartoon
2: dedicated to this race and it had...
0: Oh, well, I the... think
2: I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the way well, you almost started to snicker reminded me of the way that the Hong Kong Fui would get that little... <laughs> well, yeah. It wasn't that sinister, but it was more of a hissing... Good yeah, times.
0: but I remember... Yeah, it was supposed to be like a... Uh, Gumball Rally or or one of those kinds of yeah
1: I remember that I can't well remember. Speed Racer that I almost forgot about yeah. that one that was Speed great. Racer was good and hey, we had some good cartoons
2: yeah they I don't like make cartoons the, like that anymore the Justice League and the Wonder you know the oh, Wonder yeah. Twins and Wonder Twin powers activate I do that with Johnny Bravo all the time
0: Johnny Bravo oh I, yeah that was a little later my sister who's ten years younger she <laughs> loved Johnny Bravo <laughs> which is just I mean that is crazy. uh that's if you guys, uh, if you're listening out there and you want to look up something really funny and maybe slightly offensive, I don't know, uh, look up Johnny Bravo. He's kind of a poor man's Elvis, I guess, but he's it's really funny. <laughs> so. You know
1: what's funny is he totally had like a Elvis Presley voice. Oh, yeah. in the cartoon. You know? Yeah, it was it was a pretty good. And the whole entire cartoon parody. was dedicated to this guy trying to get girls. Right, that was literally every episode. Yeah. you know, I'm not looking very back, <laughs> politically correct. What a great but, uh, role model as a child.
0: Yeah, and and I want to say we're sitting here reminiscing about things that are not very politically correct, and are probably offensive to some folks, and we are not wanting to turn the clock back. I just want to make that very clear. Um, we, uh, but it's just funny to kind of remember some of these crazy things that we used to watch. So. I came Just across a, a list
2: recently of those, you know, shows or movies that would not be okay today, you know? That, yeah. And it's it's interesting to, to look at, but that was a part of our lexicon, and yeah.
0: Yeah. Good old Saturday morning cartoons, and I don't know. Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry. Of course, Tom <laughs> and Jerry. Tom and Jerry, which was spoofed pretty heavily on, on The Simpsons with uh, Itching Scratchy, right? So...
1: It's funny how these Rocky and Bullwinkle,
0: Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yeah,
1: we should. I'm gonna make my daughter watch these old yeah you cartoons.
0: There, um, we are. We've been watching with my my kids and I. We've been watching. They've made new Mickey Mouse cartoons. Have you seen any of these?
1: Not the same. They're, I have seen them though.
0: They're. They're not the same, but they're still. They're really clever, and they do in some ways. They kind of. They have kind of a retro look. for... To them for one thing. Like Mickey looks like the one of the old Mickey Mouses, um, but he doesn't look like a modern Mickey Mouse. But he it they're they're really funny. And so I don't know, we, we like those two. So
1: last one then we're done, Popeye. Popeye. Popeye Oh yeah. Man. Makes me think. I miss those cartoons.
0: Did you guys see the Robin Williams Popeye movie? No. That gets panned as, like, one of the worst movies ever made. But I actually kind of like it. I mean, it is literally – I think it's on a list as the worst movie ever made But um, where he played Popeye. And Shelley Duvall was olive oil. Uh, it was actually – I thought it was pretty cute. It was the set where it took place in the little town of Fairhaven or Sweethaven or whatever it's called. Um, this little coastal town is amazing. And it's a real – they built a real little town – and I can't remember where it is, but it's somewhere like in Central Europe or someplace. And uh, it's uh, it's this little everything's ramshackle, and it's it's really incredible. But apparently, it still exists, and now it's a tourist trap, just like uh, you know, like the the homestead in Star Wars, and oh yeah, and uh, wherever that is, Turkey no, or someplace.
1: The, I guess the thing that I wish my kids get to experience is the freedoms that I had. When I say freedoms, I mean, looking back, I don't think I would ever let my kid. I I biked around the entire city at times by myself. I went swimming in the river with my friends, you know, I think in 10 or 11 years old or something, you know. My brother and I walked
0: at eight and we would have been probably eight and six, I think. And we walked, I want to say a good mile and a half or two miles to school. And I would never let them, i mean I feel nervous sometimes about letting them walk a couple of blocks
2: um but
0: yeah we we'd walk and we'd we had yeah freedom is is it that's exactly right,
2: so yeah, freedom and that safety feeling yeah
0: yeah, but we uh it's still i mean I think for we have to think about what we've given up, we've gained a lot too, so uh the convenience of technology is is pretty amazing, but I do sometimes. I, it's, sometimes it's not so much the uh, fun stuff that I miss, but sometimes the things that maybe even weren't that fun. It was like having to wait for something. Like I can remember, like when my when I was a teenager, um, wanting to go. Like during the week, I'd be thinking about, oh, I want to really. Uh, I'd think of a song or an album that I really want to get, and so on the weekend when I go out with my friend, we always seem to end up at Tower Records. And so we'd go to Tower Records and I'd buy the CD or the tape or whatever. And I, a lot of times I would couldn't remember by the time the weekend came and I got in the door, I immediately forgot whatever it was that I wanted to look, look at or, or buy. And so I even had to start – I started writing down on a piece of paper stuff that I wanted to buy when I went to Tower Records. Uh, and then I'd just keep that in my wallet so I always had that little piece of paper. And it's things like that. It's not – it's just – it was inconvenient, you know, having to wait. You can't just go to your phone and download a song as soon as you think of it. But there was something about that anticipation that I don't think kids are going to get now.
1: Well, I think you mentioned it earlier, or maybe you did mention it. Maybe it was on the podcast, uh, sensory overload. You know, maybe you didn't mention it. I I feel like that word's I think in my at mind at some point. Yeah, you I know, think one of us mentioned it. Yeah, where basically. Today, like you said, it's kind of a trade off. Is we can have everything at our fingertips at any time when it comes to all that stuff. When you, when I was a kid, I remember buying a Beastie Boys CD and listening to it a hundred times over because was, I thought it was the coolest thing on the planet. You know, I had a CD, <laughs> and now I can download every song on the planet. You know, kind of, kind of crazy.
0: Rob, do you remember having to wait until a song came on the radio to record it? Like you'd call in request a song to be played and you'd wait and you'd sit there with your tape recorder ready to hit record i made
2: mixtapes that way yes many yeah times. yeah before yeah I'd...
0: and no no more you'll we'll never
2: have that experience anymore did
1: you guys ever make a mixtape for a, a lady like in an 80s movie i always think of uh you know that was the thing to do make a, a mixtape i don't remember I doing that didn't
2: do it for a lady but i did make mixtapes i did it for some dances at school that i DJ, that's awesome. Yeah, those are the good old days. Oh, uh, just going back to the idea of cartoons or things we enjoyed watching with our parents or when we were kids. The it's going to be interesting to see what our kids find. Remember, you know, memories of watching with us. Like my kids enjoyed SpongeBob SquarePants, which we didn't have when I was younger, of course. Or new <laughs> funny show called Bob's Burgers. You know, are there crazy shows like that? So they'll have their favorites too. They'll, you know, it'll be neat to see what they remember and things they want to pass on too.
1: That's a good point because I, you know, I think about cartoons that I enjoy, and uh, if I tried watching South Park or Family Guy with my dad, he would, you know, what kind of filth are you watching? You know, their cartoons do get a, have gotten a little aggressive nowadays, where they, like you said, where. Adults are making these cartoons and they're definitely for adults now. A lot of them out there
2: or older teenagers. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I've, uh, I remember when South Park first came out, I couldn't, I couldn't stomach it. I've seen every episode and I've watched him with my youngest son and I'm amazed at the, (laughs) the messages, the things that they can say. It's like the court jester who finally has this ability to say whatever they want to say. To prove a point, to teach a lesson, but they they but the gloves are off and they can have the 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 not the pulpit but the microphone to say whatever they want. Right, Trey and, Parker, Matt Stone were looking for sponsors. It's in, it's <laughs> impressive because they they do they they all the gloves are off on these cartoons, but they sure do make a point. Okay, we've gone thirty minutes yet, and I haven't mentioned
0: Star Trek. I'm going to bring up Star Trek now, but. <laughs> <laughs> I can <laughs> just to make sure I get it in before the end of the podcast but I remember watching Star Trek with my dad and he that's something he talked about too he liked the the stories and that's one thing that that show is really known for the original series in particular was the kind of the allegory and you know making a point and they did it because they could get away with it because it was set in outer space and you know the there's an episode called a private little war and it's about Vietnam I mean it, that's totally mm. what it's about you've got the Federation supplying weapons to one side on this little planet and you've got the Klingon supplying weapons to the other side on this little planet and uh, it's a I mean it yeah it's sometimes some of the best commentary is made disguised as something else mm-hmm. but but that's something you know, we we're just talking about watching things with our kids and so yeah. my kids have totally picked up The Star Trek thing, my 10-year-old, now even my 8-year-old has gotten into, uh, he's been watching Star Trek The Next Generation, which I think is totally cool, so he came and watched an episode with me last night. We laid in bed for a little while and watched watched an episode, so yeah, that's pretty cool. The other
2: allegory shows, you know, from our generation was The Twilight Zone.
0: Oh, right, yeah. And... um, you well, know, you our generation—that—that's before. Well, our, before, but that's before my well, we, time. I don't know about you, but, but even stop in, pretending. Even
2: when it's <laughs> all right, so it's before ours, and it's in black and white. But you know, with with uh, running on cable and you know syndicated on the network shows for a while, they just kept going and going. So we could—it was on TV when we right. were watching TV. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I even watched it like New Year's New Year's Eve. It seemed like every New Year's Eve, my they run a, dad, you know, run a marathon. They run a marathon in Twilight Zone. And so now the there a new show that to me is like twilight zone i think it's black mirror black mirror yeah i'm yeah. not familiar it, yeah. we've watched the um the three episodes of this season that were released on netflix and they deal with modern technology right and also what upcoming you know advances in technology and what how that might affect our life and what like a virtual reality uh, simulation that's, that's so lifelike that you right. feel that you're in this, you know, virtual reality or, um, the affecting of what texting and, uh, Facebook likes and so forth, how they affect our behavior. Like, um, uh, looking when we drive a car, you know, that we just can't wait. We can't resist looking at the, did I get a like or who just messaged me or, or whatever. It's, we have to be very careful to not do that. Because it's so tempting, and so anyway, these, um, the Black Mirror shows, are, they really get you to think, yeah. I mean, deeply about reality. And when you are talking about technology and will, this
1: might be a way to take us out of here. Uh, who is the great philosopher that said, "Compassion, the one thing, machines never had." I don't know Star Trek. Oh, who is? Get there. I can't remember. My dad used to say it when I was a kid, though. Oh, do yeah, really? That's crazy. I know compassion the I don't one know the machines never have or technology never had technology I can't remember to look had. it up after this
0: uh, sounds like a Dr. McCoy quote I don't know anyway <laughs> well before we go I think we do need to clear up one thing and that was the question that Josh put forth last week about a movie that was represented on my mug and we didn't have anybody write in which uh But, uh, so Josh, you want to say, who was it? Robin Hood. Yeah, that's right. Disney's Robin Hood. So yeah, that was a great, one of my favorite movies too, as a kid. And I have a special connection with that movie, which I'll share that story another time. But, uh, in the meantime, I think we're going to wrap things up for this episode. If you have a story or something you'd like to share about you remember as a kid that you, you feel like kids today are not going to get a chance to experience just because of technology or the way modern life has taken shape, feel free to write us and, and share that. Our email address is podcast at gmail.com and our Twitter handle is at pwgupodcast. We'd love to hear from you and if you write in, we'll give you a shout out on, the, on a future episode. But I think for now, that's going to do us for this week we hope you have a great week and we will talk to you
2: on the next episode bye everybody have a safe fun independence day holiday